Hello, Mama. Hope your day is so lovely. And in fact, this is a very special episode because for you, if you're listening live time, it is Christmas Day. And I don't know how many of you are going to be listening on actual Christmas Day. Um, I imagine a handful of you at least. And then some of you will catch it later. But, uh, you know, the normally scheduled episode comes out every Monday. And that happens to fall on Christmas this year. And I didn't want to skip it. I felt like it was a, a great opportunity to dive into into the Christmas story a little bit and share with you just what God has been speaking to me in this Christmas season and how uh, he's been leading, guiding my heart and mind as I reflect on the Christmas story. And so I'm excited to share that with you. And I just hope that this just helps you focus today if you are listening on Christmas, or maybe it's to focus for the new year and to to really get things in order so that you can begin the new year in the best way possible. So I'm excited to share with you. I know I'm feeling a little sad because, uh, you know, you might be feeling this too, because it's actually Christmas Day or, or after it. But um, as Christmas Day approaches, it's like, the end of the season, the end of the Christmas season. Cause for me, it's, it's not even about the day. It's about the whole season of merriment and music and all of the goodness. Um, and it's, as I draw nearer to the day, I'm actually a little sad cause it's like, it means it's all almost over. However, I, new year's is even more my favorite. So I do have that to look forward to, but I'm just trying to soak up every last bit of it. I hope you are too. And I hope this just blesses you and helps set your feet for the new year. So let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, I hope this finds you cozy. You're snuggled up under a blanket or your heater's blasting in the car. I know some of you, it is summer. Uh, Lauren, who runs our Facebook group, is in New Zealand, or she lives in New Zealand, and uh, it's summer for them. So obviously for some of you, the cozy is coming from the sun. But for the rest of you in the midst of winter, um, some of you much more in the midst of winter than I am in Southern California, I just hope you're cozy. I just love... I think because I'm in so much discomfort, uh, so much of the time in being a mom, like, (laughs) you know, whether it's cleaning more food off the floor or dealing with a argument between my kids or cleaning up a potty accident, like (laughs) there's just a lot of discomfort, right? It's not like, it doesn't feel good a lot of the time. Um, and there are obviously moments that feel great, but you know, I think, in the midst of that, I have learned to, uh, really, really appreciate cozy. (laughs) My wardrobe reflects that now. Um, I can barely stay in like a cute outfit if it's not cozy for, uh, not, not super long. (laughs) It's just so funny how I've evolved three kids, three kids is what did it to me. 
But anyways, um, I have my heater going. I'm cozy looking out the window. It's supposed to start raining soon. So praying that happens. So we have a little bit of weather over here. I love a good rainy day and uh, being cozy inside. So we'll see what happens. Well, Mama, I think there may be some really great things in this episode that you need to hear. And I say that because this is like the third time I have tried to record this episode. Once again, my child woke up right when I literally the moment I start recording. Oh, man. So all that to say, we'll see what God does with all of this. I might have to pop back in here at another time. But maybe that means there's something really good in it for you. So <laughs> lean in. Um, but I wanted to share with you. So I was reflecting um, right now. Toby's here with me. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but I was reflecting on the Christmas story and just diving into the book of Luke and um, just reading like reading the Christmas story with fresh eyes and trying to go slow, like trying to not just read it and be like, Oh yeah, I've heard that. I, I know that story, but like take in every sentence and, and really ponder it and imagine it and imagine what that felt like and put myself in that place. And I try to just walk through the whole Christmas story that way. And as I was doing that, there was multiple things that stood out to me, but the biggest one was what I want to share with you today. So this is found in Luke 2, verses 15 through 16. Uh, and it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, so to give you context before this, and you probably know it, most of us know the Christmas story, but the angels have just appeared to the shepherds in the field. And they, the angels have just left. And so it says, after the shepherds, after the angels left, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And what stood out to me from this is that they went with haste. With great haste they went. I don't know if another translation says great or if my mind just entered the word great in there, but haste. You know, I looked up what that means and the word haste means excessive speed or urgency of movement or action or hurry. Uh, another definition is rash and headlong action uh, or undue eagerness to act. And I, it just struck me like, and maybe it's because I'm rereading the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And so I'm really kind of uh, focused on trying to eliminate hurry from my life and trying to slow down and trying to look at all the ways that I'm in a hurry and, and I'm not called to be that way. And so maybe that's why this word stood out to me, but it just made me think like how many of us, you know, we run at a lot of things with haste, but how many of us truly run to Jesus with great haste? How often do you run to Jesus that way? Like you let go of everything, right? The shepherds, you know, they had a job to do. They didn't make logical sense what they were running to. They didn't, you know, fully maybe understand it. They, you know, they left the comfort of the field, you know, what, even if it was, you know, uncomfortable because they're outdoors, right? That's comfortable because that's their job. They know that place, but they, they left it all. I don't know if they left their sheep behind or if the sheep came with them. I mean, I guess our nativity scenes have sheep in them, but we all know that nativity scenes aren't always fully accurate. For example, 
I hope all of you know this by now, but only because I don't want to be a spoiler alert for you or burst your Christmas picture bubble. But the wise men were not there at the birth of Jesus. The wise men came probably um, up to two years later. So our nativity scenes aren't always accurate. So I don't know about the sheep, but all that to say, right? Like what were the shepherds doing? Like what, what did they do? What did that mean to run with haste, right? To, to run with abandon, to go without thinking, to go without logic, to go without planning, to just run and let go of every other thing in their world to go and see this new king. And then I, I think about the things, <laughs> I don't know how loud the toy cars are in comparison to my voice. Hopefully you can hear me. <laughs> oh, but I don't, you know, as I'm thinking about, okay, how often do we run headlong for Jesus? Um, it made me think too about the things we do often run, run headlong for that we use excessive speed in an urgency of movement. And even, you know, this Christmas season, uh, I think, you know, and, and otherwise as well, but Christmas season, there's often so many things that we run out with haste that we are just running around to buy the presents and running to the different activities and running to the decorations and running to do all the traditions and running to buy gifts and wrap the presents and bake the cookies and, you know, go, 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 go. And often, you know, the stereotype at least is that the Christmas season is hustle and bustle, right? It's, it's nonstop. It's go, go, go. And there's not a lot of, it's not, often a season of peace because it's an, a season where there's more, right? More to do, more things you need to check off your list, more that you need to get done. And in a, in a season for most of us with especially little kids, we don't really have that extra time. You know, it's, it's already a full season and then you add in something else and it makes it even fuller. And so I think for many of us, this season can feel like a uh, opposite of slowing down, that it is this excessive hurry that we're in. And so I think about that, like we're in a hurry to do all those things. And then I think about New Year's, right? That's right around the corner. And I think about we're in such a hurry for all of our goals, our fitness goals and our cleaning goals and our reading goals. And, you you know, enter goal here, whatever that might look like for you. And we are in such a hurry to do all of these different things. And then just the normal life, right? The hurry to get the kids off to school, hurry to clean the house, hurry to get the kids to bed so we can sit on the couch and watch Netflix, hurry to this appointment, hurry to this event, hurry to this sports, hurry to that sports, hurry to, oh my goodness, whatever else is going on, volunteering in the school and PTA meetings and church meetings and, you know, and, and again, none of these things are bad, like Yes, decorate your house for Christmas. Yes, bake the cookies. Yes, enjoy the events. Yes, make the goals, right? But I think what happens is that we are rushing for all the wrong reasons. And we're missing in that the very most important thing. And if you're feeling convicted, by the way, I got rid of Toby. (laughs) It's actually a new day. Hopefully, third time is a charm for recording this. But... (laughs) If you go deeper into thinking through this, think about the events, let's sports, for example, because I think that's an easy one. How, how much pressure do you feel to make sure you get your kid to every practice, every uh, game and everything on time, right? Like it is a top priority. I think for most people that have their kids in sports, because 
you know, and obviously like, that's good. We want to show up with excellence. We want to be faithful. We want to um, be on time. Like those are all good things that God cares about and loves. And so again, we're not saying any of these things are bad, but I think we need to, to hold these up in light together because that is a top priority for us. And for most of us, we make that happen, right? No matter what's going on in our world, no matter what chaos is ensuing in the house, no matter no matter if other kids are sick, you know, most of the time we're getting our kids to those things. We are making that a priority in our lives. And yet, how often do we treat our time with Jesus that way? Whether it's meeting with him in the morning or um, at night or whenever you do it, whether it's going to church, like how often are you feeling that pressure of like, oh my gosh, I need to make this happen. I have a meeting with the savior of the world this morning, and I am going to get out of bed and be ready and be alert so that I can be present on time for this meeting with him, right? And we often don't see it that way, right? We, we think, oh, I just, I probably need some more sleep. And I mean, in all honesty, you probably do need some more sleep, but go to bed earlier. I mean, we, I think most of us, we need more sleep and that's a reality, The hard part is that it takes that discipline ahead of time to go to bed on time so that we get that sleep. And so we're, we end up really, and this is something you also need to see together. We end up trading a night of Netflix for our time with our savior in the morning, because we end up staying up late watching Netflix or whatever you're doing that scrolling through social media, having a a second, third glass of wine, like whatever that is for you. And you think, oh, but I just want some more time to be free. I just want to enjoy this. Like the kids are finally asleep. I'm alone. This feels so good. Right. And, and that's okay. Like it's okay to watch a little Netflix, right? It's okay. These things are okay. Being drunk is not okay, but you know, you know, (laughs) you know your limits. But what I'm saying is we end up making that choice which then in turn makes us exhausted in the morning. And so when our alarms are going off to try and get us out of the bed to go meet with Jesus, we're saying, no, I need more sleep. And we convince ourselves that's okay because it actually is true. We do need that more sleep. But what we've done is we've traded this temporary pleasure for the thing that actually is the biggest game changer in our lives. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because some part of you needs healing. Just like all of us, truly, you know, I think the more aware we are, the more we realize we need healing. And so if you're here, you have an awareness that you need healing. And if you are listening to this podcast and maybe you're going to therapy and you're reading books and whatever else, but you're not sitting down with God in God's word is by the Bible and talking to him and listening to him, as, and then doing that in community, which is church. If you're not doing those things, you are missing the most crucial aspect. This is essential. This is so essential. It's the biggest game changer. And I don't share all of this with such passion to make you feel bad. I just want you to see it as, as black and white as it truly is. Because we convince ourselves otherwise. Because we have one of those nights where we stay up late and <laughs> again... <laughs> I know this from experience. I have been there. So don't feel like I'm judging you over here. I have been there. Um, And you have one of those nights and then 
you know, you think, oh man, I didn't get up. And you swear to yourself, you're not going to do it again. And you go through the day and you're like, I'm not going to do it again. And then the night rolls around and you are so tired and so depleted. And the only thing you can, can think of is to sit on the couch again. And it feels so good. And so once you're sitting there, it's like, oh, but I just, I just want one more show. Oh, just one, one more scroll, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. And you end up doing it again, right? And it, and the thing is, when we do that, it only is going to increase our difficulty with showing up the next day early because that act depletes our soul, right? Our bodies too, because we're not getting the sleep, but also our spirits, our souls, it depletes that as well because we're not getting true food that we need. It's like eating junk food all the time, right? It's okay to have some junk food here and there. I'm all about that. I'm all about not like, you know, doing everything perfectly all the time. Now, all things in moderation, I also don't think the opposite is good. And I, and you know, some of you are just super healthy and that's great. Like you love, you don't want the junk food and that's great too. But all that to say, getting off here, we, when we stay up doing those things that feel good in the moment, it feels like it's rest, but actually it's junk food. We're going to end up feeling worse and worse. And when you feel worse and worse, you have less energy to make the right choice. You have less energy to get out of bed early. You have less energy to show up and do the work with God because it does require focus. It does require intention. It does require a, a settled spirit to be able to focus on what you're reading in the Bible and to be able to focus on prayer and, and listening to God. And like it's, it's not junk food, right? It's, it's just like when you first start eating healthy food, it doesn't always feel like it's satisfying at first. It might feel like it's, well, you know, I'd rather have my burrito, you know, <laughs> I'd rather have my burger. Like, where's the burger now? I'm not hating on any burgers here. It's some good protein, but you know, versus the chicken and vegetables, like it, it might not be as satisfying at first because you're used to the Taco Bell and the Taco Bell sounds amazing and it makes you feel great for a moment and then feel yucky afterwards. But that moment, right? You're used to that moment. And so is that same thing of learning to eat healthy food. It doesn't, it, it takes a discipline. And so when we're just depleting our souls more and more day after day, running at haste with all of, at the, all of the wrong things, we're, we're ending up so emotionally, spiritually, mentally depleted that we have nothing left to make the right choice. We have nothing left in us to show up for the things that really matter. And so we just perpetuate the cycle with ourselves and it just doesn't end. So this year, as, as we're about to begin this new year, I want you to take an honest look at where you're at. How often are you truly pushing aside all other agendas, all other to-do lists, Maybe for you, it's practical things like the dishes and laundry. And if you wake up early, you're going to see the, the dishes undone and the laundry unfolded. And you're going to want to do that instead of sitting with your savior and reading your Bible. You know, wh whatever it is that gets you in the way, maybe it's just having to wake up before the kids and, and the, the struggle there, whatever it is, how often are you making space for this time? No matter what, no matter what might come. And again, it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like that for me is the best way to start my day in, in the, on the way to school with my kids every morning. Um, I let them choose one worship song and we tell one Bible story and then we pray over the day. And 
uh, every morning when we're choosing the song, you know, they'll throw out their other favorite songs. Like my, my daughter's right now is I want to be a king. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's uh, like some pride happening there. Like <laughs> trying to self, uh, what is it called? Self, self rule, right? That's kind of what, the, what essentially the core of sin is, is self rule. Like, I wonder if that's why she likes that song so much. It's like she's at this junction right now um, where she's like been dealing with a little bit of rebellion and she's at this junction of deciding like, you know, thinking she wants self-rule and having to, to wade through, you know, what what do I really want? Anyways, that's <laughs> my poor children. I deeply philosophize about every moment. But Anyways, a lot of times, you know, they want their other songs, which is fine. We, we definitely listen to that song. Don't worry. It doesn't mean I stop her from listening to it. But <laughs> anyways, I, I say, no, we we can listen to that later. We can listen to it on the way home. But every day we are going to start the day with a worship song. And I just explained to them because that helps us set our mind on God, set, put it in the right place so that we can begin our day from the right place so that we can be reminded that we need God to have the strength to do things right and to get, we don't want to get through the day without him. And so in the same way, I believe that, you know, for me, having my time with God first thing in the morning is crucial. If I don't, it's just, everything is out of whack. And, you know, if for you, that is not what works best, that is okay. You know, and even if you need to you know, read time and, or read the Bible and spend time a little bit later in the day, but maybe you start the day off, you know, before your feet hit the ground, um, with just a surrender, a prayer of surrender to God, you know, something little to begin your day focused in the right direction. I think that, that really matters. Um, but you know, wherever that is, how are you making space for that? And then for church, like, are you making it on time to church because you do not want to miss a moment of what God might want to do in that room collectively that day? You know, God is with us always, whether we're alone or with a group of people, but when we gather, he shows off. And so being at church is important. The Bible says, do not neglect to gather. It's an important aspect of following him. God knows that we can't do this in isolation or we will get easily derailed by the enemy. The enemy loves, that's his goal is to divide because in division, that's when he works best. And when we're divided from people, when we're isolated and disconnected, that's when he he has a slot to slip in there. And so we have to make church, our, our church community a priority. So that means being on time, like being expectant that like God is going to show off. He's going to speak in you and in others. He's going to increase your faith. He's going to bring healing. Like he is in that room and he is on the move. So are we, are we running with haste to get to church? Are we making it every Sunday? Obviously there's vacations. I'm not, we're not talking about legalism here, meaning like, you know, you have to be perfect. And if you miss one Sunday, Oh, you're a terrible sinner. That's, that's really awful. No, like God's not about rules. He, he has rules, but those rules are to help us be healthy. And so in those rules, there is, you know, it just, it reminds me of uh, Jesus talking about the Sabbath and, you know, the Pharisees at the time were big, big, big on rules. And so on the Sabbath, they, they judged Jesus for healing someone on the Sabbath because on the day of Sabbath, was supposed to be a day of rest where they did absolutely nothing. And so they said, Jesus, why are you healing someone on the Sabbath? You're, you're breaking the law. And 
Jesus essentially told them, like, you're missing the heart behind Sabbath. This is obviously my paraphrase. And I don't know uh, which gospels speak to this, but somewhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, <laughs> this is the story is there. I need to get better at knowing my references. But, you know, Jesus is saying you miss, you're missing the heart behind it. Like it's the, the Sabbath. He said, Jesus said the Sabbath was not made. F- man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. So I'm like, he's doing God's work and healing someone. So like making sure we have the heart behind the rule. So all that being said, long explanation to say, we're not looking for perfection here. We're not saying if you miss a day reading your Bible, you're a horrible sinner and you should feel shame. We're not saying if you go on vacation, you should feel awful about it. No, like that's not the heart behind this, but when you're able and not just like when you're able, right? Like, like how do you need to make this like sports? (laughs) Like, let's just paint it that way. How do you need in your mind to make time with Jesus alone and collectively, how can you view it like sports where there is a pressure to get there, where it is a priority. It is in the schedule. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's moving towards it. There's even family communication about it because we all have to work as a team to make this happen, right? So maybe it's saying, hubby, don't talk to me in the morning. I love you. You can sit next to me, but you can't talk to me because I am meeting with my savior, you know? So do you need to communicate about that? Do you need to tell your kids that? And they need to go play in the other room and that's okay. Like this is important. And while we're talking about, you know, the practical things, right? The the meeting with God where we read our Bible and we pray and we listen, the <clears throat> attending church, right? Those are like the practical things, but those are things that are in place in order to get our hearts and our minds and our bodies in the right space. And so if we can run at those with great haste, then it's going to help us be in a posture in our lives where we can run consistently at Jesus with haste, right? Like when you're in that argument with your husband and you just want to let him have it and you want to say those words, right? No, you stop yourself because you're not running at anger with great haste. You're not running at winning the point with great haste. You're running at Jesus with great haste. So what does that look like in that moment? Oh, Jesus, I do not want to humble myself. I do not want to say I'm sorry. I do not want to stop, but I'm going to because I want to run at you with haste and nothing else, right? So when we when we make these practical things that priority, it helps us to be in that posture of haste only towards Jesus. And I do encourage you, if, if you struggle in your life, maybe you're hearing all of this and you're like, how do I even do this? We don't have time. Or you just... Your life is just a series of things run at with haste. I highly recommend you to go and read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry as you're beginning this new year. Sorry, I'm getting over being sick also. Um, I I think I told you earlier that I'm reading it for a second time. And it's just so helpful to reset my life to make sure that as I'm thinking through what the next year looks like, that things are in order that I'm not depleting myself on all these activities that don't mean something in the long run. And I'm prioritizing what needs to be prioritized, which sometimes is rest. Because let me tell you also, if you're not resting in your week, it's going to be hard to be in this space with God. You're going to be distracted and again, depleted. You're you're not going to be able to focus and go deep. So we've got to stop running at the wrong things with haste and add in running at Jesus with that same haste 
right? But just in the right direction. And I know you love that rushing, right? We love that rush. So <laughs> let's get that rush with Jesus. So I want you to write these down. I want you some questions for you as you prepare to reflect on the new year. And as you're, you're reflecting on Christmas, I want you to answer these questions. So get out paper and pen, get a journal. And these are the questions I have for you. Number one, what are you rushing for? What do you run at with great haste? So just reflecting on what are those things you're running at that are, are taking your energy, taking your time, taking your focus, taking your spirit, because you're just going so fast. And then number two, how can you slow down there? What does that look like? What can you eliminate? What can you decrease? What can you, you know, add in margin so that those important things are still there, but now there's some margin. So there's not a a rush, right? Because that haste is only good in the right direction. The rest of our life doesn't need any haste. It doesn't need any hurry. So how can you make those things unhurried? Okay. And then number three, how can you use that urgency in the right way and spend time with the King of Kings? So essentially, how can you run at Jesus with haste? How can you take some of that energy, some of that time, some of that focus, and instead run at your Savior? I hope that God just reveals some things to you in the midst of these questions, and it just helps you set your year up. I just know for me, I want to be like those shepherds that dropped everything, right? That this unexpected thing came up and they didn't even know what it was, but they knew it was worthy of haste. They knew it was worthy of running at. And I just want to be like that, where I drop everything for my Savior and run at Him with all abandon. I hope that this Christmas, um, and even more importantly in the new year, you can run at the one and only thing that matters. Let me pray for you. Pray for us. God, we just thank you for this new year that's coming up. We thank you for this beautiful Christmas day. God, we thank you for saving the world. Thank you for saving us, each and every one of us, God. And I just pray, God, as as we're stepping into the new year, God, would you just show us, God, would you open our eyes to seeing where we're running in the wrong direction? God, would you, uh, maybe it's not the wrong direction, but maybe it's just the speed at which we're running, the prioritization that is off in our lives, God. And I pray you would just reveal to us where that's off, God, and just help align our lives with your word, Lord. Would you just help us to make time, God, not just to, to get a minute with you, God, not just to maybe give you the margin that's left over, God, but to run at you with the haste, God, that we run at so many other things with, Lord. Would you help us to make you the center and make you the one and only thing, God, that needs to be on the throne, Lord. I just pray for every mama that's just working through the the strategy, the the specific, the strategic of how to actually do that. God, I pray you'd give her wisdom. I pray you would help just um, her figure out the the solution to that, God. And I just pray, God, that uh, this new year would be different than ever before. God, thank you that you love us no matter what, and your patience for us never ends, Lord. We love you. We thank you, God, for this beautiful Christmas day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. 
Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.